Garoppolo getting his first action here. In the entertainment capital of the world. The world. Touchdown, Las Vegas. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Show. Airs it out down the middle for Adams. Got it. Inside at the 10. Devontae. Touchdown. What a play on fourth down. It's time to get your daily prescription. Prescription. From the doctor. Fabulous Friday it is inside the Westgate Las Vegas. You just got to love it. You come in here, the hype, the excitement. we got baseball tonight, a couple college games as well. Coming off an uh, exciting NFL game last night. It is week number two in the NFL docket, week three of the college side. T.C. Martin Show live from the Westgate Las Vegas, hour number two. Thanks to Jay Cornegay for joining us here in hour one, telling us where a lot of the action's at. Talk a little Colorado, Colorado State on that. If you miss any part of the show, go to the website at tcmartinshow.com. Check it all out. Check out the past shows, the current interviews, the classic interviews, and our breakdown on the Las Vegas Aces. Here are interviews up there uh, as well with Asia Wilson, Becky Hammond and company. Marco D'Angelo from wagertalk.com. Go to wagertalk.com. Subscribe to Marco's Plays. And uh, my man is here with us uh, every Monday and Friday. But another great Friday. Looking forward to a weekend. Not a great college card, Marco. We don't have any top 10 matchups or really even you know top 20 matchups. Probably the best game on the college side is Tennessee at Florida. I got an early SEC game there. But after that, I mean, Alabama, big favorite, bounce back favorite, making a quarterback change. Uh, Milro going to the bench. I think maybe Nick Saban needed to do that last week. And, um, you know, he's going with Buckner, the Notre Dame transfer. Um, you got the Notre Dame offensive coordinator, you know, there as well, too. So I was kind of surprised that they didn't make this move to start the season. But uh, I expect Alabama to, to come back big tomorrow. But a lot of big favorites. Washington, 16 over Michigan State, which seems a lot for a road team. But these big favorites are probably, you know, deserve it. Part of the Washington line went up because of what's gone on there with the Michigan State head coach. You got turmoil, disarray there. So I, I think that's it. I know, you know, I've talked to several people that I respect, and they're on that Washington side. But I think, you know, I can't lay that many that many points on the road with them. I like that offense. You know, Michael Penix Jr. I, you know, they're lighting it up, but. Still, hey, he's he's used to playing on that field too, as well. Yeah. And against Michigan State, coming over, transferring from Indiana, you know, two years ago, and last year was his first season at Washington, uh, coming over after a serious injury as well too. So now he's in year two, uh, playing well. The Huskies uh, definitely look like one of the class teams in the Pac-12. You know, behind USC, Oregon, and then now uh, you know the Huskies uh, playing rather well. It's been a while; they've they've been in quite a drought, uh, you know, for a while. But, uh, again, we mentioned last hour, Vandy coming here to UNLV. I'm intrigued about that game. I think that's going to be a good litmus test for UNLV. We got a chance to talk to the Barry Odom a couple days ago. If you missed that interview, go back and listen to it on the website. But uh, I, think, I think UNLV can actually hang with Vandy. Vandy is no um, 
they're no heavyweight. You know, they're in a rebuilding mode just like UNLV. So I expect UNLV to show up and, and give a good account of themselves. The only thing that, like you said, that looking at that game concerns me is, you know, UNLV, it is new offensive system, new coordinators and everything. At least Vanderbilt's got the continuity of the same coaching staff for a few right. years in place there. And there's no moral victories, but if you were UNLV, you didn't embarrass yourself going to Michigan. Right. That you know, so you you got to feel a little bit good about yourself. But you played a Big Ten school that's a you know mammoth offensive line, you know, and just wear on you that whole game. Now you're going to come home and face an SEC school. Granted, it's one of the you know teams on the bottom tier of the SEC, but it's still major class difference uh, between the Mountain West and the SEC, and that concerns me a little bit come the second half. That might be a game, TC, that I'll watch the first quarter of that game, get a little bit of a handle on the game, and maybe find a spot to jump in with live betting. Mm -hmm. All right, let's take a look at the NFL side. Week number two, of course, there's always overreaction (laughs) when you've been waiting for football season, and then you get week one, and they go, wow. Uh, that team is spectacular. That team didn't live up to what I thought they would be. So we have a lot of that here in week two. I mean, are the New York Giants, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cincinnati Bengals, are they as bad as what they showed last week? And I say no. And if you go back and you look at, say, week one to week two last year, I remember several teams that scored like less than 10 points. Uh, who were you know playoff perennials? Green Bay was in 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 that mix. There were others as well too, and they all came back and bounced back in week number two. So just be a little bit careful. Don't go crazy. Uh, the New York Giants are are not as bad as what they showed last week, getting zero against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, these guys are professional athletes. No one's mailing it in yet. Everybody still thinks they have a chance to go to the Super Bowl or to get to the playoffs. So. That's the only, you know, buyer beware I would throw out there is like, if you're thinking about, you know, you know, jumping, you know, all over against the Steelers or the Giants or, you know, any of these other teams, just, you know, be careful. Yeah, in TC, I always say it to you: no team's ever as good as their best game, or are they as bad as their worst game. Week two in the NFL uh, is one of the. You heard Jay use the word. People will say must win. I don't want to say must win. But what I hear when I'm in a sports book on Sunday in week two, or you know I like to play poker a lot, so I sit at the poker table and you get to listen to everybody talking, you know, chit-chatting about the games for the weekend. And you know what I hear all the time? Somebody will say, well, there's no way Team X is going to start the season 0-2. Okay, they can, and they will. There are teams, and I'm going to tell you, there's a game this week, and I don't know when we get the best bets if, if you're involved in this game or not, but there is one of those teams that that's going to be hard from the masses, and that's going to be there's no way the defending world champs, the Kansas City Chiefs, are going to start the season 0-2. <laughs> there's a point spread there, and yeah. it's three and a half. Yeah, and here's the thing, though. Okay, That's a dangerous game because the Jacksonville Jaguars have played the Chiefs very, very tough. They have. And Jacksonville is a team that's building confidence. And you saw that with the victory last week. They went on the road. And believe it or not, 
That was a pretty raucous house they had in Indianapolis, even though I don't think much of the Colts. But, again, you can't tell that fan base that. Yeah. Tell that fan base that. Forget about it. They, they were they were there. They were packed. And they were in that, that game for the most part. But Jacksonville weathered the storm, came back in the second half. I was on Jacksonville last week because I like this team. And now you come off of, what, a playoff game or when they played uh, Kansas City last year, and they narrowly lost the game. You don't think they've had this game uh, circle on their calendar and they get the Chiefs at home? That game scares me. Sure, I can see Patrick Mahomes bouncing back. I can see Kadarius Toney and these guys not dropping passes. Okay, Travis Kelsey is going to play. His list is questionable. But Andy Reid says he's going to play. Jones oh, guess what? Chris Jones is going to play. And Oh, by the way, what Chris Jones uh, accomplish by sitting out week one? Nothing. Uh, so, I mean, that's a slap in the face to your teammates. You know, it's like, oh, I didn't get my money. I didn't get any more money. Well, guess what? I'll come back. Then, well, why weren't you there last week? We really could have used you last week. Maybe we'd be 1-0 instead of 0-1. And, yes, the Kansas City Chiefs could be 0-2 going into Jacksonville because that's an improving team. As we talked about before, Kansas City is not a great covering favorite. Yeah, and they're against the AFC. They're 3-11. and the last 14 mm. against AFC opponents. Right. They win games, but they don't cover the spreads. Right. And we talk about revenge being the most overused term in sports betting, but there is one angle where revenge still holds, you know, serve, and that is when it's playoff revenge. Right. You never forget who ended your season, and that was the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, as easy as it is to say, there's no way Kansas City is going to start the season 0 and 2. It's just as hard to go and think Jacksonville 2 and 0. You know, right? Okay, I like Jacksonville. I like the hook. I got to have the hook though. Got to be three and a half there. And this is their statement game. And everybody, like you said, for all the reasons you said, everybody that missed Kansas City still only lost by one point on Thursday night with everything that players missing, drop balls, whatever could go wrong went wrong, and they still only lost by one. I think the books are going to need Jacksonville on Sunday, and I never have a problem being on the side that the books need because they usually get it get it. Well, and I can tell you, there are a lot of people who didn't think the Minnesota Vikings would be 0-2, and they are. Yeah. You know, sure, you can make the case, okay, they went to Philadelphia, okay, that's an L. But, oh, they're going to beat Tampa Bay at home, mm-hmm. especially a rebuilding, restructured Tampa Bay team with Baker Mayfield, a quarterback. Well, <laughs> there you go. The Minnesota Vikings are 0-2 right now. And the Green Bay Packers very well could be 2-0 and as they take on the Atlanta Falcons. This is a game that I had circled, and I was going to put in my best bets, but I didn't. I think the wrong team is favored here. I'm still not sold on Atlanta. Yes, they beat Carolina last week. Atlanta's a two-point favorite. Uh, Jordan Love looked decent, which I expected him to look decent because, again, this guy has been in the same system you know, for the past three years, sat behind Aaron Rodgers. Packers do have a good defense, and the Packers are, you know, they're on, they're on the quiet realm here. No one's really talking about him, but uh, they went and they took care of the Bears rather handily. I mean, 38-20 last week, but that score wasn't even that close. No. They blew him out. Um, but what kept me off this game, and I may change my mind before Sunday, but Aaron Jones injured, that hamstring injury. And for a running back with a hamstring injury, that scares me. A.J. Dillon, I'm fine with him, but he's more of a complimentary type of back, and you needed that two-headed monster you know, with them. So that scares me off a little bit, and the Packers have an injury to him on the defensive side of the ball. I still like Green Bay. I still think the wrong team is favored here, but uh, the injuries are scaring me off a little bit. Funny, 
I lean to the other side and almost consider them for the best bet. And I was high on Green Bay last week, if you remember. That was one of my best bets last week. And the reason being is I thought, you know, everybody's undervalued. They've overreacted to, oh, it's Jordan Love and there's going to be this massive, the sky's falling in Green Bay. They had something to prove last week. They had a chip on their shoulder that this is still a good team and... Jordan Love went out. He didn't go out and set the world on fire, but he he didn't lose the game. Now you had that high from last week. I think maybe they take a little bit of a step down this week. In Atlanta, that's one of those teams that's 1-0 that would be a surprise to start the season 2-0. And there's going to be surprises. There's going to be teams that we're going to get to week 3, 4, 5 of the season, and we're going to say, I didn't see this coming. Right. And Atlanta is a candidate for that because you know we don't not a lot of people have high hopes for the quarterback down there they're a team that runs the football a lot but if they don't turn the football over and they're able to run the football control time of possession they can steal games and I, I think they get the win here. This could be an under as well, too. I'm not a fan of uh, Desmond Ritter at all. Again, his uh, numbers were pedestrian last week. Uh, his completion percentage was good, but just not a whole lot of yards. Uh, not sold on the on the Atlanta Falcons. Again, they had the probably the easiest uh, road to it last week against a Carolina team that's a mess, starting Bryce Young. And you don't read much into the preseason, but – I watched Carolina a little bit in the preseason. They just, I mean, they were like taking real baby steps. They wanted to protect, you know, Bryce Young, and they were as vanilla as they could be. And last week, boom, the season happens, and they're still vanilla. They were like two steps behind uh, in everything against the Saints last week. So, um, yeah, not sold on Atlanta. Um, You mentioned the Bears. Uh, I know people like the Bears this week. Uh, They're going to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a three-point favorite. Like I said before, you know, Baker Mayfield is, is not as bad as people think. And, uh, you know, worked out good last week. They went on the road. They beat uh, Minnesota. Tampa Bay could be that team that you're talking about. Hey, they're, they're 2-0, and the Bears could be 0-2. But I'm seeing uh, several uh, respected guys that are on the Bears this week. I don't see it. I'm one of them. Okay. <laughs> All right. For those reasons that you just stated, yeah. Yeah. you know, but you know, before I know, I know Scott likes the Bears uh, as as well too. Seattle and Detroit is is kind of a, a tricky game now. Detroit has had the longest rest of of anybody here, uh, along with it, you know, uh, you know, Kansas City. But uh, they're a five point favorite at home. This is probably going to be the biggest raucous crowd that Ford Field has probably ever had. Think about that. I mean, they have belief in Detroit now, you know, building from last year, and then they pull the upset in Kansas City last week. Now you're getting a Seattle team that is is still not very good, and they got up to a decent start last week, and then boom, they just they caved in the second half. We know Geno Smith is not going to have the same type of year that he had last year. We know that. All right. Uh, Tyler Lockett disappeared last week. DK Metcalf didn't show up as well, too. The running game is is somewhat of a question mark, and this is not the legion of boom. Uh, so I know some people are thinking, okay, you know, Detroit, you know, don't, don't really want to lay five. I'll take Seattle. But it's hard for me to play Seattle uh, on the road in this situation, uh, knowing that they're really not that good, and they looked horrible in the second half on their home field. They did last week, but, you know, when we get to the best bets, you'll see I am on uh, Seattle. This is a team that was as bad as they could look in the second half last week. I was on the other side last week, uh, so I, I cashed with the Rams, and I was on Detroit. 
And Detroit did what Detroit does. They're good as an underdog. Until they show me that they can win as a favorite, I can't buy into it. This is a team that's had a long history. Yeah, they're, they've turned a corner, it looks like. But, you know, laying five points, five and a half, that's a whole different animal. We'll see what happens uh, on Sunday. But I agree with you. The excitement in Detroit right now is as high as it's ever been, and rightfully so. They, they're they sipping the blue Kool-Aid. They might be right. And that could be a team that, that could be should be 2-0, and you know, after uh, after Sunday, and we'll see here. But uh, again, not a big Jared Goff fan. He was he wasn't fantastic, but Detroit is playing with a lot of confidence right now. And again, uh, Seattle still needs some time to to look at them. But I'm not not enthused with them at all. The Chargers and Tennessee. This is an interesting one right here when you look at this game because the Chargers folded on their home field last week, and Miami was spectacular. You know, nearly 600 yards of offense. Tua was was great. Chargers are now a three-point favorite uh, against Tennessee. If you go back to last season, Tennessee is on an eight-game losing streak. The way they finished the season last year, the way they started this year, Ryan Tannehill has been awful in all of those games. He missed some of them at the end of last year. He did. He did. He did. But I almost played Tennessee in this spot because they're going to pound Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry can expose this defense. The one um, weakness that the Chargers have is their defense, and it's their run defense. And Henry could have a field day in this game if the Tennessee Titans commit to it. They have two two weaknesses, the Chargers. What you just said in head coach Staley. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely correct. Yeah, and yep. Uh, yep. this is one of those teams that next to Kansas City, this is one of the ones where you're going to hear everybody say they can't start the season zero and two, not with this offense, not with Justin Herbert, you know. And yep. I think Tennessee is a bad matchup for them because of what you said with the running game and Tennessee's defense. That's the only thing that kept them around in the games right. last year. And if you slowed, you know, Herbert down, and don't forget Austin Eckler. Um, you know he's hard. So this is a, this is a tough ball game. I lean. I didn't get to the window in the best bets with it, but I do lean to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Chiefs in Jacksonville. We talked a little bit about that. We'll talk about that in the best bets. I'm just going to throw one stat out there um, as well here. You know, Kansas City and Jacksonville have played each other uh, four times. I think going back into the the last two seasons here. And uh, do you know how many? S- Sacks the Jacksonville Jaguars have on Patrick Mahomes over those last four games. I don't have that off the top of my head. All right, 137 passes. Mahomes has gone back to pass. They have one sack. Yeah. And that's what kind of scares me in this game as well, too, that, again, the Kansas City, they're not going to have a bunch of drop passes or whatever, but I respect Jacksonville, and I know you're going to be on this game. We'll save that, but I... I, I'm i going to be far, far away probably from this game. I, I, I don't want to touch it, you know. You don't want to tease Jacksonville up? Over if, if, I, if, I, if I do, if I did, that's the way I'd go. That's the way I'd go. So I, I could maybe be talk, talked into that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I will be on the 49ers, though. I'll tell you that from a teaser perspective, like probably everybody else will be. And, again, they own the Rams. The Rams are not as good as what they showed last week. And, again, just goes to my point of, 
how little I think of Seattle because Seattle jumped out on the Rams last week and then just fell apart, looked awful in the second half. And it wasn't that the Rams looked great. Yeah, Matt Stafford, okay, better than than what he was towards the end of the season, but he was injured you know, at the end of last season. San Francisco is a seven-and-a-half-point road favorite. Yes, this line is inflated, but probably deservedly so. It didn't make my best bets because of that seven and a hook, but we get into the teaser or the money line uh, parlay realm, uh, then I'm all over San Francisco. I just you know cannot see the Rams stopping them, especially with all that positive history and the confidence that the Niners have against this team. They do. In the defense for the 49ers, they are for they're for real. Every year they're for real. And the other thing that they have, you know, when Christian McCaffrey can run the football the way he did, he was gashing the Steelers last week. That was my my biggest concern from the the Steeler loss last week is the way they got manhandled at the line of scrimmage, and you know they couldn't get any pressure on you know Brock Purdy last week. So you know we'll see. Uh, I agree with you 100 percent with the 49ers. That's the only way to go in that game. Um, I would look at. Also, if you want to bring that spread down, why not take the 49ers first half? Because this is a team that you know Shanahan, uh, you know, he always has a great offensive, you know, game plan. Script the, you know, the first, you know, how many plays of the game, get out to that quick start, and then you don't have to worry about having a lead and shutting it down in the second half. Uh, I think they, they come out and smack them right in the mouth, and that's one of the reasons why I don't think the Rams have had success over the years against the 49ers is because of the physicality of the 49ers. Uh, that is the big difference when those two match up. Cincinnati is a three-point favorite at home against Baltimore. What are your thoughts on that game? That is the game that you know I'm very high on Baltimore this year, but Cincinnati was looked as ugly as anybody looked last week. Joe Burrow w- was horrible, plain and simple. They make the Cleveland defense look like, you know, the 85 Bears, and we know that they're not. Um, but he'll be better this week. This is, if you want to talk about where you put these games about must-wins, you're playing a team that is in your division, the team that, for all intents and purposes, that's who they have to beat to win the division this year. People aren't sold on Cleveland yet, and the Steelers, you know, it's a rebuilding year still. If you go 0-2 to start the season and both of those losses are within your division, that really complicates it even even more. So if you want to say in week two that there's a must-win game, that is the one that there's a must-win game for a team that had very high expectations. I look for them to bounce back this week. And if you remember uh, – Cincinnati a couple of years ago, I think the last two years, didn't they lose first week? I know they lost yes. one week to yes. to the Steelers, mm-hmm. and you know they still came back and did it. And that's again, you're not playing the starters in preseason. I know there's mixed emotions. Didn't hurt the Rams last week, but Joe Burrow looked like a guy that hadn't thrown a football in a meaningful game in a long time, and that's what it was. I want to play the Bengals and. I still may change it as far as the best bets go. <laughs> well, you can't so, be changing now. Oh, uh, we haven't had a kickoff yet. Okay, uh, no, no, we, we, have, have we haven't had our second yet. Have before you go to bed. But, on that. I, I got a text last night <laughs> reminder on that. Well, that's just just so our uh, uh, astute um, you know website uh, controller and designer can can put those up in time. Yeah, talk nice. Uh, yeah, they're, they're in the room. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> not me. But um, yeah, until the segment goes, you know. So I, you know, that's why I, I want to pick your brain on this game because oh. I do like Cincinnati. Oh, I like nice. the Bengals okay. uh, in this contest. Yeah. I think that they do bounce back. Burrow's not going to be as, as bad, and no one's talking about Joe Mixon. And I, I think that they can be able to run the football against Baltimore. These are normally tightly contested games. Uh, we saw what happened, uh, you know, you know, last time uh, when they met. Um, very close game between Baltimore and, and Cincinnati, and it's always you know the team that mo- that makes the uh, least amount uh, of mistakes uh, usually wins this game. And you know, you, you, you think you go- fumbling inside the five yard line in return for a touchdown would be considered a mistake? Twenty four to seventeen, <laughs> brother. January fifteenth, I remember it well, and I was on the Bengals, yeah. so I was one of those. Yeah. I was on the other side. A, a very, I was very happy. How about is it that. when there's always these odd endings to games? <laughs> those are the ones you win and I lose. Yeah, we're, why, we're, why we're is the, that? Why are we on the opposite side of those type of games? That's yeah. that's that's the question, because we handicap very very similar here, but. But um, uh, I, I I do like the Bengals, and again, not uh, I'm not going to be banging a drum for Lamar Jackson, you know, any anytime soon. They running had a cup, start. They had a cupcat, huh? Running back start for J.K. Dobbins too. is out, yeah. And uh, Justice, uh, you know, the the back from Oklahoma State, he uh, had had a good game. I was thinking about actually picking him up for for my fantasy team, but I just think Cincinnati's defense is going to show up in this game. So yeah, laying three with Cincinnati. I may be on this, but if you believe in the re- revenge factor, then maybe that that plays in a role for the Ravens here. It it does, and a lot of people, and that was a concern. I you, I was on Baltimore last week, but a lot of people point out, oh, they're just going to go through the motions against Houston last week because they got this game on you know on deck, and that was you know a valid point. But you know, I like Cincinnati. I did not. Did not make my best bet card, but when we go to break, I'm going to have to check with the webmaster and, and check on the rulings on these changing of uh, best bets here at the last minute. Get an official <laughs> ruling from the webmaster. Your, your picks have been turned in. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, because we've gone into this before. We're like, okay, you know, we kind of bounce information off each other. It's like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to put that on. So, you know, we've done that before, especially our old. So home. what? What I'm hearing you saying is, damn, Marco, you made a good point there. Let me change that. <laughs> I, I didn't say who. I said you know, maybe it could be Trevor. Hey, I you know? can, maybe I we can, have Scott on. You know, I hear maybe it's Nunchuck. You know I, what I mean? I hear what I hear. Maybe Nunchuck. You know, go that's ahead. That's all I Maybe he uh, attempts to be the Fuku Burger or something. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm not even in the best bets. I I know this is reason. Why? Yeah. Why? Yobi's in. Why is Nunchuck not in? I asked him like oh, two, three years three ago. Three years ago. Though. Yeah, three years ago. And he goes, eh, nah. 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 It's too much commitment for him. Exactly. <laughs> Don't you? He shies away from commitment. Well, now apparently you can put him in right up till, you know, showtime. No, so. stop. <laughs> see, I, see, I see where you go with that. That's just insane. <laughs> you open Pandora's box, not me. I just... Made a comment that you know I I may you know change my mind before that's all and you're reading me the riot act here you know rules are rules from the rule book <laughs> rules are rules <laughs> I just want you guys to to put to turn your 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 picks in on time so we can get them on the website when we're on the air that's yeah. it that's the reason behind it okay well then they're all, don't they're be all, lollygagging around okay they're already on the website I know. no changes yeah thank you very much it's because yours truly yours truly because <laughs> I I actually put them up today. Really? Yes, because, you know our, because our astute webmaster, you know, was, you know, 
She's preoccupied. So there you go. (laughs) I hope you pay her well. Oh, let me guess. She gives you a comp. (laughs) When we come back, best bets, Trevor Madge will join us. Our three best college plays, three best NFL plays. Yes, and some of us are reveling from week one, and others are making excuses because of their sad start with their side wagers. But that's okay. And that person is wearing mauve. Don't tell him he's wearing pink. He's wearing mauve today. Best bets coming up next. We are live at the Westgate inside the Superbook. I do exactly what I want to do. It's It's the the Dr. T.C. Martin. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. The doctor is now in. Music to my ears. When I hear Robert Kubel and Cool and the Gang, I just want to say, hey, hey, hey. That's right, baby. Cool and the Gang coming back here to the Westgate, to the International Theater. Get your tickets here at the Westgate or at Ticketmaster.com. All the great shows here at the Westgate. You got to love it. I believe Marco D'Angelo even witnessed Cool and the Gang last time they were here. Isn't that true, my friend? Two times back. Two times ago. There you go. All right. And you had a good time. Remember the the, the pre-concert issue. (laughs) That's why I bring it up. I'm dying for you to explain your... It wasn't an issue. I mean, the pre-concert's great. I mean, when the music's pumping before they get out there and people are walking in the joint and they're, you know, just Not, because you had a mama that wanted to, to, to shake her rump to the funk, uh, uh, you know, next to you. Yeah, it mean, wasn't Lori, unfortunately. It was yeah. someone else. And I was like, no, please. <laughs> Don't stop till you get enough. Yeah, we had enough. <laughs> That's a Michael Jackson that, song. But that was what was playing. That's true. That was what was playing at the time. Uh, you can't, yeah. can't beat the Westgate for, for concerts. We had George Clinton. Parliament Funkadelic was here. Uh, cool in the Gang. Barry Manilow. There you go. Can't beat that. There you go. There's Marco's song. Oh, here she comes, Marco. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, look at that fine guy wearing that pink shirt. Oh, excuse me, ma'am. It's mauve. You want to announce the ruling from the webmaster on your late entry to no, change in your no. picks? I didn't say I was going to do it. I just wanted to contemplate. You know, that's it. Well, so, the webmaster sh- vetoed okay, it. Okay, so no, there it is. You're, nope. in. you're locked in. Okay, I'm good. You can go to the window over there and bet whoever you wanted to. <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals. All right. Okay. Best bets time. Let's rock. It's Football Friday, and time for the weekend's action. Here's the best bets. All right, it is time for our best bets. Three best college plays on the board on Saturday. Three best NFL plays. Remember, we've got full slate of games, no buys, of course. On Sunday, we have Sunday night football and two Monday night football games. And join us now, our good friend, Trevor Maddich, ESPN college football guru, former NFL player, and yes, a proud member of the Sacramento Sports Hall of Fame, not to mention several other Hall of Fames, and the 15-time Emmy Award winner, and now he's becoming our third handicapper extraordinaire. What's going on, brother? TC, Marco, hey, man, it's going great. I like the way you put it uh, on the Cool Game concert. Marco witnessed the concert. I don't even know what that means. i got to talk <laughs> to you guys off there and figure out what happened. <laughs> 
No, I mean, we'll witness because, you know, Marco's not one of those guys like you and I, Trevor, who'll go out there and, like, you know, dance during the concert or whatever. So, yeah, Marco just was um, a little shocked that during, you know, the, before the concert started, they had the pre-show music going on, and then you know the crowd just started bumping and shaking, and and Marco said, "Hey man, there's this lady who's next to me, and she's like shaking her groove thing. It's like she's knocking me all around here in in, in row number five. So that's what we were talking about, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's only one appropriate response: shake on back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think I mean, Mrs. D'Angelo like, might not have liked that. <laughs> Well, no, you're not to make contact. It's a battle of the booties. That's the cool in the game pre-show, man. That's one of the great experiences of a lifetime. There you go. And to play one of Trevor Match's all-time favorite songs, Misled, which they did play. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like when he gets on, he goes, oh, yeah. And that's the way the misled is. Misled. Yeah. All right, my man. Do not mislead us. Give us your three best college plays. Go. Alabama at USF. As we know, hell hath no fury like a Nick Saban team the week after a loss. And USF is the unfortunate speed bump. So we got we got we got Alabama against USF. Okay, so continue. We got you about we got like, about ten seconds. We got of you. So continue. Got it. So uh, Alabama can name their score against USF, and normally in a situation like this, they come out gangbusters in the first half, and in the second half put in all the young guys, and maybe they'd be a backdoor cover. They're laying 33, which is a lot. But I think in this game, Bama is going to get that 33 on five touchdowns in the first half. And then in the second half, they're going to lay waste. to Because the whole goal here for Alabama. Marco, your three best college plays. All right, we're going to start with South Alabama. We're going to take them plus the points on the road at Oklahoma State. South Alabama was in this same spot in week one. Let me down, but I'm coming back with them. They had five turnovers in that game against Tulane week one. They bounced back last week uh, with a good effort against a team that they were supposed to beat, Southeast Louisiana. But you got Oklahoma State in a sandwich spot coming off playing on the road. Pac-12 school, Arizona State. And next week they open up conference play. I'm going to take the Road Dog plus six, South Alabama. For play number two, I'm going to go with North Carolina. In TC, not often will I say take North Carolina and lay the points in the same sentence because we know about that defense of North Carolina. But here's a spot that this is as much of taking North Carolina as it is going against Minnesota. That Minnesota offense is putrid. You saw how much they struggled against Nebraska in the first game. They won the game 13-10 to only because Nebraska gave them the game. And then last week in a game they should have rolled up the score. They didn't. They're going to be able to run the football against North Carolina. But you know what? When you fall behind by 14 points, you know what you can do with your running game. They are not going to be able to trade points with Drake May and company. I'm taking North Carolina, laying the 7.5. And And for the last one, I'm going to go with Fresno State. This is one where you look at it, and on the knee-jerk reaction, you're going to see a Mountain West Conference team laying points on the road to a Pac-12 school. That can't be. That's too easy. Let's grab the home dog. No. Arizona State's got problems. New coaching regime. We know we talk about it all the time. When you bring in a new coach, a lot of time he has to inherit the players of the former coach. Takes time 
for everybody to get on the same page, and that's what we're seeing in Arizona State. I'm going to go ahead and take Fresno State and lay the three points, and Fresno State will start the season 3-0. and Wow. The Fresno State Bulldogs are going to start 3-0. and Okay. All right. Do we have Trevor back? Trevor is back. Trevor, so we've got your Alabama play in a route against South Alabama. What would be play number two? Okay. Play number two is Colorado State at Colorado. All right. So we're going to have to go away from Trevor, obviously. Um, he's going to take Colorado State plus that, 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 the, the 24. Is that right? No, he is taking. He's laying thirty-three with Alabama. Right. He's laying twenty-four with Colorado. Right. And oh my, he's on Fresno State too. Whoa! Look at Fres- that. So Fresno there's no State food bet between you two guys. No, and you know what? This is because you have a good webmaster, and all these games are up on the site right now. Yeah. And that yeah. and it's etched in stone that everybody got them in, so that when we have technical problems like this, I can just pull the page up and read everybody's play. I got you, man. <laughs> All right, my three best plays, and here we go, man. It just It's a typical day where Marco is just, you know, wants to go anti-TC today. So well, we might as well go head-to-head, my friend, because you can have South Alabama all you want because I'm going to take Okie State, baby. That's right. Go ahead and give me Mike Gundy. I noticed you said six points, by the way. Thank you very much. Then I'll lay six points instead of the seven oh, points. The website that is on the seven. website. Yeah, but you said six, but that's okay. Okay, if you'd like to have a food bet, you're down. Oklahoma steak, did you say? Yeah. Oklahoma steak. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oklahoma State was impressive on the road last week against Arizona State. And I know a lot of people say, well, it was at ASU and the Sun Devils aren't much. That's that's okay. All right. But here's the dealio. All right. This team has got it on both sides of the ball right now. They use three quarterbacks. And here's the thing. I'm not a fan of the multi-quarterback situation at all. But here's the deal. All three are pretty darn good, and that is hard to game plan for, and that is hard to defend. And especially when you have a, a bigger, faster, stronger team in Oklahoma State. And Gundy did a good job. Uh, in the first couple games, you know, utilizing all three of his quarterbacks. Oh, by the way, one of his quarterbacks is his son, by the way, as well, too. So the running game is rock solid. The defense has been on point so far this season. And I think asking Oklahoma State to win by a touchdown or more is not asking too much. Like I said, better on both sides of the ball. South Alabama has not been impressive in their game so far this season. I will take Oklahoma State at home there in Stillwater against South Alabama. Play number two, Arkansas and BYU. Now, Trevor, I hate to do this, but I got to go against your alma mater here. They played last year, and Arkansas won the game 52-35. to K.J. Jefferson accounted for five touchdowns in this game for 367 yards. He ran and passed all over BYU. Now, granted, I understand that it's, you know, it, it, it's tough to hammer a team like that, and that score maybe not... In totally indicative of you know uh, how the game was played, but it was a 17-point win. And the bottom line is this, though. Arkansas is better this year than they were last year. You look at the BYU offensive situation, Kedon Slofus, uh, Slofus is back 
you know, with his third team in three years. He's bounced all across the country, started at USC, got ran out of there, went to Pitt, couldn't make it there, and now where's he end up? Heads back west and ends up at BYU. There is no continuity with this BYU offense. There's plenty of concerns here on both sides of the ball. BYU beating Sam Houston State and Southern Utah does not do much to prepare for the Razorbacks in Arkansas, in Fayetteville. I will take Arkansas and lay the eight. And finally, TCU against Houston. TCU rebounded nicely with a feel-good win last week. Granted, it was against Nickel State. Not to get uh, too excited about that, but it's the way they went about their business. They just shut them down on bo- uh, at both ends of the field, on both sides of the ball. And uh, after opening the season in that shocking loss to Colorado, uh, TCU has found their groove again. I will say this, that TCU may not lose another game. They may run the table after this, and the schedule is, is semi-conducive to them doing that. Uh, this team is rock solid, okay? They are that good. Houston is in a boatload of trouble because they've had a mess of transfers coming in. They have 50 new players on this roster. And Dana Holgerson, the head coach at Houston, formerly, of course, of West Virginia, now is in his what uh, third season at Houston, he even said this. Here's the quote. We are a work in progress. I do not want to hear any coach say we are a work in progress. All right? You're going up against TCU. The game is in Houston. No real home field advantage for the Cougars there. I will take TCU and lay the seven there. All right. We go to the NFL. Marco D'Angelo, who you got? I'm going to start off with Seattle plus the points against Detroit. This we already talked about it. Detroit, great opening week, but until they show me that they can cover a spread at home, laying a number like that, I think Seattle bounces back. Geno Smith, a lot of pressure, I think, on him last week, signing the big contract, home opener. Now things were expected of him. On the road, easier spot for them. I'm going to look this one to be a field goal game. Maybe the team with the ball last wins it because neither defense uh, excites me. Take Seattle plus the four and a half. Jacksonville plus three and a half over Kansas City. We talked about this already. Revenge game. I like Jacksonville. Everybody's going to be on Kansas City. This is Jacksonville's statement game, coming out party. Start the season 2-0 and and beat the team that knocked you out of the playoffs. And for the last one, TC, I'll admit with you, it was this one or Cincinnati for me. I came close to pulling the trigger on Cincinnati as well. I will have them on Sunday. But I'm going with the New York Jets. And here's the thing, and that's a complete reversal. Remember two weeks ago I told you if the Jets beat Buffalo on Monday night football, I'll be all over the Cowboys. Well, it's the what happened. No Aaron Rodgers. They looked ugly offensively but found a way to win the game on special teams. I think the line's a little bit too high. I think it's a, you know, we're overrating Aaron, you know, Aaron Rodgers being out. Obviously, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but we also got built-in Dallas rolling the way they did over the Giants. You got a good defense getting over a touchdown, and Dallas is going to feel like we just got to show up and win. It's... (laughs) Zach Wilson, have you seen him play? Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Give me the Jets. I think they stay under the nine and a half. Wait till Sunday to bet this. You might get to ten points. All right, my man, Trevor Maddich, three best NFL plays. What you got? Okay, let's start with the Commanders at the Broncos, and the total on this one is thirty-nine. I like the under. I'm not sure which team is going to win, but I'm very confident that neither offense will be able to move the ball very well. 
against the defenses that they'll be faced. I mean, both of these defenses last year were top 10 in both opponent third down conversion and in opponent red zone touchdown conversion. I get it that Jerry Judy might be back for Denver, but I don't think it's going to make a whole lot of difference. Uh, I think Russell Wilson is still lacking playmakers, even if Judy is back. Washington still has one of the best defenses in the NFL. I mean, in the opener, they faced a, a truly putrid Arizona Cardinals offense and did what a good defense is supposed to do. They held. Defensive sack, fumble, scoop, and score. So I think the Washington defense will more than do their part in holding this to the under. Then Chicago is getting three points at Tampa Bay. And my next two picks are really kind of overreaction picks. I think that Chicago last week got blistered by Green Bay, but I don't think Green Bay is quite that good, and I don't think Chicago is quite that bad. And I think the difference in this game is going to be a quarterback. I mean, Justin Fields, not a great passer yet, but what he can do when things tend to break down is run. And especially when he's blitzed, he excels at making yards on the run and throwing the ball down the field on the run when he uh, when he's blitzed. And one thing that Tampa's defense loves to do is come after you. I mean, last week, Tampa got a, a good win against the Vikings. It was a three-point win, but they the Vikings quarterback into oblivion got all right so we've lost Trevor again here uh, ha- having a bad uh, connection there sorry about that apologize uh, to everyone for for having some technical difficulties here um, Marco can finish up with Trevor's place. Trevor has Kansas City minus three and he has the Chicago Bears plus three which I agree with him on the Chicago play all right I will go with my three best NFL plays, and I will start it off in Buffalo. Yes, it's the Raiders and the Bills. Buffalo's coming off that horrendous loss to the Jets on Monday night. And like I said earlier in the show, Buffalo owes me, okay? (laughs) They owe me. And no business losing that game, all right? They had it. And Josh Allen with four turnovers. Ridiculous. Three interceptions, one fumble. Granted, I'll give the Jets some credit with that, but uh, one interception, one fumble, definitely, totally on Josh Allen. This is their home opener. It is going to be a wild scene there in Orchard Park. And the Raiders, well, they weren't that impressive in beating Denver last week, 17-16. to The Broncos really killed themselves. The Raiders only had 261 total yards in the game, and they won. And more importantly, 61 rushing yards. Yes, Josh Jacobs. Uh, held out during the entire preseason. He was not effective. 19 carries, 48 yards. It's going to take a while for him to get back in the groove here, uh, being away uh, from his team for all those weeks. Plus, the Raiders had 10 penalties in that game. And, like I said earlier, the Raiders, they've been hanging out at some country club in West Virginia. Buffalo is seething right now, all right? They know they gave that game away against the Jets. They lost in overtime. And Josh Allen, in uncharacteristic fashion, turned the ball over four times. Buffalo's laying eight and a half. Seems like a big number, but not in this situation. When you look at the talent with this team, advantage bills both sides of the ball, lay the eight and a half, and I say... Go, go, Buffalo. (laughs) New England in Miami. This is your Sunday night game. Miami had a tough week. They traveled to L.A., but they came from behind and defeated the Chargers. Uh, High-scoring, physical game. Had to fly back home, and now they fly to Buffalo. to uh, Rather, uh, fly to New England for the game on Sunday night. 
New England played well enough to win last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. You can make the case that maybe they should have won the game because they definitely outplayed the Eagles in the second half. They fell behind 16-0, but again, for the, for the most part of that second half, uh, they, they were the better team. Bill Belichick knows this Miami offense. He knows Tua. He's faced him enough times, and they can handle them. They're not going to give up 500-plus yards like the L.A. Chargers did last week. No, they're not. That defense will slow Miami down. Mac Jones was good last week, especially in the second half. Wasn't his fault. I think this is a good spot for the New England Patriots. They're the home dog. They're getting three. Give me New England against Miami. And then finally, I'm going to go to one of the Monday night games because there are two, right? The Saints in Carolina. Derek Carr was solid in his Saints debut last week, and the defense was very, very good. Carolina was a mess last week, and like I alluded to earlier, they've just been a step slower, too, during this entire preseason with so many new personnel, especially with Bryce Young, at quarterback. Young is still trying to learn the system. He's feeling his way around the NFL, and the Saints' defense is definitely a strength. Carolina has plenty of injuries, too, in this game. They're starting left guard, Brady Christensen, out, and cornerback J.C. Horn, who is their best uh, corner, he is out as well, too. So watch out here for the Saints. They're going to lay three at Carolina. I think Derek Carr is on a mission. He had a great week one. I look for him to have a week two, a great week two here. And the New Orleans Saints are going to be one of those surprise teams that maybe we're talking about. And they will be 2-0 uh, when it's all said and done. Those are our best bets. You can find the best bets up on the website at tcmartinshow.com. Not only Marco and myself, uh, Trevor Maddiches, but Scott Spritzer and Gilby the intern as well. But uh, pretty good performance from uh, everyone after uh, week one. And we will continue to hit him here, um, here in week two. All right. Final thoughts, Marco. Give me some Major League Baseball tonight. Tonight, the uh, first five innings, I'm taking the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Justin Steele's been absolutely dominant uh, over his last five, six starts. He's been good all year, 23 of 27 starts, three runs or less. Arizona uh, pitcher has been getting rocked in his last three. I'm going first five because I don't want the bullpens to screw this up for me. Yeah. That's uh, my top play. You want to take a dog tonight. Take a shot with uh, Washington Nationals. I took them first five innings plus a half a run. Uh, you're getting that at even money. Uh, look for the pitching uh, duel there uh, with them. And if you want to lay a little bit, San Francisco on the road tonight. Logan Webb has really uh, come on strong again. He had a couple mediocre outings early. And the uh, last three have been good. I'm going to ride him. I'd lay the run and a half on the road. You'll get all nine at-bats. Kind of like with the Houston Astros tonight. Maybe you should lay the run and a half against the Kansas City Royals. Get all nine at-bats. Yeah. Zach Grinke's going, though. Yeah. One in 15. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Same as... Uh, Former Astro. Yeah. Exactly. Wainwright got hot for one uh, start. All right. I want to thank Jay Cornegay for joining us today. Trevor Maddich. Sorry about the phone problems there. But again, all the best bets are up on the website. Go check it all out at tcmartinshow.com with everything else. We come back on Monday. We'll recap the Aces, recap the college scene on Saturday, the NFL on Sunday. And again, you miss anything, go to the website, tcmartinshow.com. Live from the Westgate each and every Friday right here. TC for Marco and Numchuk. Have yourself a great weekend.